everybody, and welcome to the 45th episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I am Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is sponsored by Meeples and Milkshakes. Visit them in store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Mm-hmm. And so this episode is going to be... A bit different. Quite a bit different, because <laughs> this will be our first uh, full recap yeah. episode of a con. And what yeah. did we just get back from? We got back from Shucks. Yes. Shut up and sit down. Oh. Shut up and sit down's con Shucks in Vancouver of uh, 2022 here. Yep. And oh, it was awesome. So we're recording this a few days after we got back because it's been really busy for us yep. uh, this week. But um, <laughs> Surprise, surprise. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this is going to be, yeah, this whole episode is going to be broken up into three parts, like kind of like usual, but it'll be just like day one, day two, and day three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just everything that we saw and did and who we talked to and whatever during those uh, three days. But yeah, it was a it was a wild whirlwind trip. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great. So we're going to talk about that. So we're going to start off with our full recap of Shucks here, starting with day one. Go. Go. <laughs> so. And we got in there at, you know, about so one o'clock. Friday, September 30th. Yeah, on the 30th. Yeah. We drove from our place here in Kelowna. There was me and you and Kurt and Devin, our good friends. And the four of us went down and we got into Vancouver around noon. And by the time we got situated at our hotel, which is really like right, right close, close to the convention Super center. Super nice, yeah. Uh, it was about one o'clock by the time we actually made it inside the doors. Yeah. I didn't like that elevator. It was um, it was real old hotel. <laughs> it was and I was like horrifically eh. old, but my goodness, it was uh, convenient. Yes, it was. Like we were only two blocks from the convention center, and we yeah left our truck parked in the in the parkade and. Yeah, it was um, nice. Yeah, it was great. It was very nice. But what, yeah, what did we do first when we got there? So we checked in. Yep. At uh, so the around one o'clock, and and the thing with this uh, convention was that they still had like COVID protocols yeah. in place um, so it was a masked, masked convention event. and you actually had to have your vax passport at yeah. the door which i did not know i mean it didn't matter for us but like i was like oh boy like there yeah might be some surprised people if they get here and didn't know that um but for us it was not a it big was deal, okay obviously. yeah so we got a little wristband and yeah. then uh, we got our welcome packages yes and so in the welcome package there were a couple different ones i think just depending on when you got there and what was um you know which one you got mm-hmm. we got um master word yes uh, by by yellow 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 however you I say think it. it's yellow i think so I think too so. i used to call it aiello and which but i think people say it's yellow they both sound good yeah. but uh and then we got blank by hub games yeah, that one I don't know much about. Nope, me neither. And then uh, we got Knoxford mm-hmm. by Capsicum Games and Quick Simple Fun Games. Yeah, so three three uh, free little games in our welcoming uh, bag, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that's generally what I think they've done, mostly. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was nice. Nice little package to yeah. to start it off with. And then we went directly over to... So the the hall was split into kind of four sections. Yeah, there were or more than that, five, a, yeah. five, six actually. If you think about it. So <laughs> there's a lot. There's of seventeen seconds. sections, people. So when you walk in the front door, uh, where you check in, if you're looking from left to right, on the far left would be where all the publishers were. Yeah. And then uh, next to them, moving towards the right, was the uh, Dexterity Games Weird 
you know, games. Yeah, they had section. dexterity games, and they also had um, more demos that were not and more demos. Yeah, more so demos kind of that, like a proto alley. Yeah, thing. not necessarily publishers or like big. Yeah, like, and stuff but. that was like kind of becoming to Kickstarter, like yeah. new publishers, things like that. And then yeah, all the different dexterity games, all set like up. all the wacky flick cars and all you know all those things yeah. set up. And then you the got library. To the library, which is basically right the center. Um, and then to the right of that was the huge Play gaming area. area. Just yeah. massive tables and chairs. And then just beyond that, at the far end, was where they were doing role-playing. They had, like, an RPG um, yeah. playing Ro- area. R- they were doing, like, RPG. And I think at the very far corner, they were doing, like, um, like Blood on the Clock Tower. And, oh, like, okay, these yeah. big social yeah. games. Yeah. And then beyond that, down the hall, was the... What do you want to call it? They had, Auditorium? like, a, Yeah, kind of like a room where they would have different um, live events. So, like, yeah. where... Panels. Panels, yeah, things like that. And, the interviews uh, or, like... Yeah, yeah where there's different... They would yeah. record podcasts or <clears throat> just so things that was like a, that. That was in its own separate room. Yeah. Uh, which was cool. We only ended up going to one of those. We We're going to talk about that yeah. later on. But, so, yeah, we went instantly over and just started looking through the publishers, seeing who was yeah. there, what was going on, and what did we see over there? You've got the, all the notes over there. Yeah, the first um, the first publisher that we talked to was Jay Cormier. Right, yes. And we were talking to him about uh, mind management. And that's from Off the Page Games, which is Jay Cormier's company. Yeah. And yeah, so we chatted with him about, um, about that, and he introduced us uh, to a new game that is... It, at that point, wasn't on Kickstarter, but now is. It came on Kickstarter Tuesday, so um, Tuesday, October the fourth. It started on Kickstarter, and that is um, what is that? Harrow County, the yes. game of Gothic conflict, mm-hmm. and oh my goodness, that looks interesting. It does. It uh, yeah, I had not, I did not know about it at all. Yeah. And it was just sitting there. They they had mind management stuff set up, and then this set up. And they, they he showed us like a little demo of uh, or a video. He showed us the, yeah, the preview, the, the video the preview that was going to be on the Kickstarter yeah. page. Super um, neat in this game. They actually had a uh, not a dice tower, but like a well, cube tower. Yeah. So same thing, the same idea, built into the cover of the box, mm-hmm. and it was. Um, there's like, uh, he's laughing because I'm mimicking it with my hand and yep. nobody can see me except <laughs> him. But um, there's a there's a tree on the one side of the cover. And so that's basically the tower. Yeah. And there's, you know, when there's like a hollow, um, when you draw a hollow in a tree, like an owl's poking out or something, <laughs> that's where the cubes kind would, of come out. Would come out onto the table. Yeah. Because yeah, you'd actually, if you stood the box up on end, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's standing vertically. And yes. you're looking at the face of the box. That's how it's going to work. And in the top left corner is the top of the tree and you dump the stuff in the top. And then like she said, down the, the, the artwork for the tree is on the left-hand side of the, of the box. And there's a hollow in it, which is well, like a actual hollow yeah. a plastic tube <laughs> and everything. Uh, the, the, the cubes dump in there, dump out. out but of the they box don't there. all dump out. That's a neat yeah, thing with this they invented too. A pretty cool little, uh, mechanism here where you dump it. Like, I guess for the game, I don't know exactly. You how put in works. whatever cubes you're supposed to put in. Mm-hmm. And then not all of them are going to come out. Yeah. Some of them might come out in like future rounds. So it might like, I don't know if that's going to help you or hinder right? you. Like, I don't know how the game, how it goes, but it's, it's going really to cool. come into play later, which I thought, what a neat way to incorporate mm-hmm. that. Where you dump in 10 cubes for whatever it is you're trying to do, but only like five of them come out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that yeah. wasn't what I was hoping for. <laughs> or, you know, who knows, right? Yeah. So it was, it looked really cool. So, uh, 
yeah, we we went on Tuesday when that hit Kickstarter, and we definitely backed that. Yeah, it looked like a very cool game. Yeah, it is based off of what's the word again? Harrow Harrow County. There Harrow, was a there. I guess they're graphic novels. Yeah. Series. So he's using yeah he's using the IPs of these uh, cool graphic novels to uh, fuel the um, like the story and yeah. plot of these board games, which is yeah great. Yeah, they said that the mind management apparently only the first. Um, like the first one was out for you couldn't get the second and third ones, um, right, yeah. but now that all three of them apparently readily available, so that'll be kind of neat to to read those. So that was cool with it yeah. being the, one of the first things we did was meet uh, Jay Cormier, yeah, which is cool, and then talk about this upcoming game that we didn't know about, and we ended up backing yeah. just a few days later. So yeah, we walked we walked around the publishers a little bit more, just yeah, looking, looking at, at who's who places. and what's what and. What was neat, a few things caught our eye that we ended up uh, going back to later in the yeah. convention. Yeah. We Then we found some friends. Then we found our <laughs> friends. So, yeah, the four of us, uh, you, me, Kurt, and Dev, uh, went down together. But then our good friends, uh, Scott and his cousin, Matt, um, traveled down together. And we met up with them over at a one of the gaming tables. And also Chris Kadoo yeah. as well. And uh, the seven of us basically became a kind of gaming group for the weekend yep really um we kind of just came and went and with that kind of combination of the seven us usually generally ended up being whatever games we were playing was generally groups of yep. three or four of these seven doing those games yeah and we yeah so we grabbed a table and we um we the first thing i did we kind of broke out and did like we different just things up right away playing right away <laughs> and i i brought cluster Not together you get out of here you go play your own game <laughs> right <laughs> I I'd played or I brought Cluster along and if people don't know what Cluster is, I've spoken about it a few yeah. times around here, but it's this magnet game where it's a really simple abstract thing with this, you use a shoelace and you have these magnets and you're placing magnets down inside the perimeter or like inside the, the shoelace. Uh, shoelace ring and you're just trying to get all the magnets out of your hand without them clicking together. Because when they click together, you have then to pick you have them to up and you have more magnets that, to get yeah, it Yeah, now you've got more magnets. And like the whole idea is just to go out first. And it's really hilarious. It's just a great little great little game that I just thought I would play. I think I played that with Kurt and Dev out the gate. Yeah. And then you went and... I went back to the publisher area <laughs> and I demoed uh, a game that they had going there because it just the theme looked looked fun. Um it's, it was called War for Chicken Island. Right. And I believe that was either a Kickstarter or game found because they, um, they had it for sale with like stretch goals and things like that. And that's from Draco Studios and Nomeo Sapiens. And that was a cute little game. It was um, it just kind of like area control where you're trying to, you've got all your chickens and they're battling and they all have different kind of abilities. And then you've got cards that you can pull. And um, yeah, the first the first person to basically get rid of I think like three chickens uh, wins. Right. So if you can get rid of three of your opponent's chickens and um, yeah, it was a fun little game. So I liked that. Yeah, I remember when we walked past and you're like, oh, that looks cool. And I looked and I saw the, the artwork looked great. Yeah. The artwork was, was really good. And that was, I say a great little game. When we were, when I demoed, it was just me and the person demoing. He did say he liked it best at three players. So right. I didn't get to play a three player game, but I feel like with that type of game that he's right on, like I think three would have been would have been a great play count. Um, but I say a great little game. That was actually quite a big game. The box was big. They had big minis 
of uh, yeah, there were certain minis that, like I played with smaller ones, but they had like big chicken minis, and they had these like oh it was funny. So they yeah they they had all sorts of stuff there. And that's out now. Like that was available, or is that a that was a Kickstarter I believe. So I think it is out, but it was like the Kickstarter is over. Oh. Okay. So they had copies of that. So I right. don't know if you can find it if like one of the retail if retailers have it. Right. Um. Okay. But they they'll you can probably get it from their website, and that was um that was. Draco Studios and Nomeo Sapiens. Right. But yeah, that was a fun little game. Beside me playing that, they were also demoing um, Dodo's Riding Dinos, which is one that we have already pre-ordered and we're have waiting we? for it. Oh yeah, I pre-ordered oh, that okay, ages cool. ago and they're just waiting for it to come in because it's a thought. The cover on that looked hilarious. You've got these, you know, Dodo birds on dinos and they're just big cartoony heads. And right. um, so I was watching the demo of that one, not knowing, like I pre-ordered it, not knowing kind of how, like what the board looks like and stuff. So that was pretty neat right. to kind of see that. So yeah. I kind of did a one and a half demo there. <laughs> right. And so while you were over doing those demos, um, Kurt, Scott, Matt and Kadu, they all started playing. I can't remember what they started playing. But then know. Dev and I decided to start playing Nightfall. Yeah, which, from uh, Red Raven, which we picked up just before we yeah. left. Yeah, so the night, so that Thursday night, we were at dinner, and I got an email. It was like seven thirty or something, um, being like, "Oh, uh, some of your pre-orders have arrived at <laughs> uh, down at Meeple's in Penticton." I was, "Oh my goodness!" There's Nightfall and um, Ready Set Bet. Um, yeah, we're uh, sitting there waiting for me, and we basically had so many things we had to do. Uh, after dinner, because we weren't planning on having to run no. to Penticton. Um, so we looked at what the time was. It was like, oh, it's 7.30, they close at 9. And we had to go and like bring the boys to our house to meet your mom, to put them or get all their stuff ready. And she took them back <laughs> to her place. Then we had to take our dog out to my mom's place <laughs> and switch vehicles with her and then drive down to Penticton, which is only about 35 minutes from our house. But still, all the logistics of what we pulled off, uh, we were impressed with we ourselves. We were really Let's impressed that, that we made it all the way down, <laughs> did all the things we had to do, made it all the way to Penticton that night before they closed to make sure we picked up Nightfall. And we still got a bit of sleep before we had to leave. Yes. <laughs> so Nightfall I had fresh in my backpack and I was like, oh, Deb, you want to try out Nightfall? And he's like, oh, sure. I'd never heard of it. So um, Nightfall is a fantastic one that we played. And so this one is a game that uh, is... Uh, you can play it in many different ways. So Dev and I played one-on-one in this, and it's kind of like a skirmish. Like versus? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. And um, where one of you takes on the role of the demons in this castle, and one of you takes on the role of the knights. And the knights are trying to uh, protect, basically, the people in the castle, and the demons are trying to, you know, destroy everybody in the castle. And you get points for... Um, for various things and it's kind of like a, a race because if the knights can hold on and survive the night until daytime uh they win so it's up to the demons to really try to murder all the the people in the castle as as quickly as possible and get as many points as possible um uh, but it was really really good and you can so you can play it uh one-on-one you can or like on teams of two versus two or you can play this co-op or you can do the adventure that's in it where it's kind of like a, a, a campaign. Story. Yeah, neat. Um, so we just did the one version of it and it was a lot of fun. And um, this is an offshoot of... Um, uh, Red Raven? No, no. It's, oh. it's designed by Red Raven, but it's a locket. So, oh, yeah. Um, like all the artwork and stuff is from story. Ryan Lockett. The stories from Ryan Lockett of, uh, you know, the fame of all the... 
you know, near and far and above and below and sleeping gods and all sleeping that gods and all all this. But so yeah, it, he didn't design no, the game. The game was designed by T. Alexis Davis. Yeah. So, but just that Ryan Lockett had his uh, hands in on this game. He did the story um, part, which is cool. Right. So the actual campaign of it was mm-hmm. from him, which we haven't done yet, and I'm excited to do so. But yeah, it was really good. It was really fun. It was um, easy. Yeah. And and fun. I just liked it. It was it was good. I liked it a lot. It was one of my favorite games that we played in the convention. You didn't even get to play it yet. No, so I haven't played it yet. Well, I think you... that'll be one of our next uh, reviews. Will be Nightfall. Yeah. Because it's uh, yeah, really good. <laughs> While you were playing Nightfall, I was playing Fife. I played right. that with uh, Chris Cadu and Kurt. Right. And uh, that was fun. I liked that game. It was uh, what I called that a combination between um, the whatnot cabinet. Right. And maybe Juicy Fruits. I'm not sure, but it's where you've got, you've got like kind of like a grid with yeah, spots for circles and you've got then going up and down like on the columns and the rows, there are different um, criteria that you can like different slots, you can slot criteria in and you're trying to fulfill that for the row or the column. And if you do, you're going to get these points, the victory mm-hmm. points. So you're choosing kind of when to put them in and how to put them in. And if you miss putting them in, you don't get to score, but as, but you're also blind pulling out of a bag for the the pieces you're putting in to fill mm-hmm. up your board. So you don't know, like you don't know what you're going to get. So when you're trying to build it, it's all gambling. So I was playing it where I was trying to be particular with the first few I would lay down and then I'd put in my criteria and then, uh, and then kind of see where it went. Mm-hmm. And then whereas Kurt was just like every turn he was putting a different one down and it's just at the end it was kind of chaos because you're like, oh, well now I can't f- fulfill that because that one messed up that one. And it was a lot of fun. It I, looked good. Yeah. Yeah. I had a ton of fun with that one. But yeah. So we played two separate games at that point. Yeah. So we covered a lot of ground for that hour. <laughs> yeah. And then after, um, after uh, yeah, and Nightfall, um, uh, you, me and Dev. Yeah. You, me, or you, Dev and I, I should say. Yeah. We played one of the one of the um, uh, the games we got in our welcome package yeah which was noxford so this was a little card game that was yeah this i think the smallest game in the package the welcoming package and we're like oh, i think we were waiting for the other crew to finish up or whatever so we threw this on the table and it was awesome oh man fantastic it was so good it's a it's a build a uh, battle for influence in the steampunk streets of noxford yeah and it's relatively simple um you're like coppers not coppers no you're not coppers you're like you're like gangsters gangsters like mobsters in old-timey london sort of sort of thing who have their hands in all these different types of industry yeah and so you're laying out these cards and these cards kind of represent different uh areas of the city so you're kind of constructing the city out as you go as you move with cards laying it down and we're all building on the same city laying cards down and these cards uh, interact with each other in various ways whether you place it next to this one with that type of symbol or this one next to that one with that type of symbol and what you're trying to do is just yeah control as much of this area as possible to get as many kind of points as you can yeah. so you're going to be laying out either the city cards or then you're going to be laying out your cards like that mm-hmm. are the kind of your color dudes yeah and um your influence like your color yeah. is giving you your influence and so then the... whoever has the most influence connected to each kind of card wins, wins that, that card, card. And each card is each of like the city cards is worth certain points, certain amount of points or more so for you, depending on the symbol. No, it's what um, you have. I think different. um, Isn't it what your influence is? 
Uh, either way, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't that's how matter. you gain influence. So and you're, it... you're you're trying to you're trying to win parts of the city by mm-hmm. c- having your influence connected to these ones as much as possible. But the the crazy thing about this is that there's certain cards that you can play that allow you to start switching cards around yeah. or playing cards. Taking you can take cards any out. of your influence cards. So like you have these. Your cards are all um, numbered, like one, one two, three, five, four. I think, or something. And you can, if if you want to, you can use like my level two, like would beat my level one. Hoodlums would beat your level one, so I could place my purple card on top of your yellow card, and now I my your your uh, area control is gone. Yeah, your influence is now <laughs> deleted, and mine's on top. So you're you're constantly stealing influence from each other and moving cards around on each other and like totally screwing each other over, and it is really really good it's a lot of fun i'm not making it sound like i'm I'm not doing it quite justice like it's really really interesting and good and quick and fun and just super cutthroat it's funny that you say that because the two uh, publishers was capsicum games and quick simple fun games and that's really (laughs) honestly that it's bang on very simple simple and fun but it's so nasty oh yeah like so so nasty you're (laughs) stealing from each other um, right when I think, oh, I've got that locked up and then boom, you throw down like a, a mobster, like I think beat mine. I think at one point I had like so much control and I was like, dang, this is going good. Yeah. I finished the game with zero points. Zero, yeah. I had nothing because right at the end, boom, taken, boom, taken. Yeah. Oh, and then if you place a copper, if you place like a police officer down, mm-hmm. if that um, nobody scores points for any of the industry tile or right. cards that are next to police because they're patrolling. So you're totally Ugh. like legitimately trying to score stuff for yourself, but then you're also at the same time trying to screw over your yes. compo- or your opponents entirely. And that's exactly what we did. Just for like the last the last like five minutes of the game, it was just us throwing down stuff yeah. to, to wreck each other's plans. Oh, it was fun. And then to see what we end up with, it was really good. Yeah, this, I think that might be the best like game I've got out of a welcoming yeah, package ever that we've played so far. Like yeah. I, I think that one was fantastic. It was really good. So yeah, that was Knoxford. And what else did we do there? After, after that, you, Dev and I, we played scout, right? Scout. I love oh, scout. So I am still waiting for that game to come back in stock. It was so much fun. It's... That was the first time <sighs> I'd played it. You'd played it before. I played it before earlier in the year at Kadukon. Right. <laughs> and yeah. uh, ever since then, I tried to get it and it's been out and that's, it's been like six months. Yeah. For people that don't know Scout, that's the Maybe latest, six months, but... greatest oink game oh. to come out. And it's so good. So fun. It's just a, it's hard to kind of explain. It's probably confusing to explain, but it's, it's a game where you don't shuffle your hand. So you get your hand You pick it up and you, that's how and it, it is. is what it is and you can't shuffle them, but you can, however, invert it. And like you have... Because there's a different number on the bottom of the yeah, card versus so the top of the card. Every card has two numbers, top and bottom. And you have to decide what you, whether you want the hand this way or flip it around and that way. And that's how you play the game. Yeah. It's all about <laughs> kind of trick beating thing. Like it's it's yeah. all about playing down pairs and triples and yeah, things. Sets to and runs. And stuff and... And, but like it's, oh, it's so, so good. Yeah. That one is, yeah. If you're looking, if you like the oint games, definitely get scout. Yes. Really good. So good. Um, somewhere in and amongst all that stuff, we went for lunch. We did. We went to Chronic Taco, oh, which is so good. So good. It's, uh, just down the street from the convention center, a couple blocks. Yeah. And, uh, oh it my goodness, yummy. it was good. <laughs> but after Scout, we went for supper at the Lions Pub. Oh, okay. So Scout. Okay. So we went for, yeah. Earlier in the day, we went for lunch. At the Chronic yeah. I was going to say in and before that. Yeah. And then, yeah, we went to Lions Pub, which is same thing, like right across from the convention center. It's an English pub 
and we went there for dinner. I think all of us went. Yeah. 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 Everybody. Went. All seven of us went there. No, or maybe not Kadu. No, he he was there playing still. Right. I think. But the six of us went there. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, um, uh, yeah, had yeah. dinner there. And then we went back to the convention. We played a couple party games. Right. We finished off with... you. Well, you, Dev, Kurt, and I, we played Confident. Right. That, which is an interesting one. It's a game of percentages. That was yeah. like, you, a question gets read like, what percent of, um, you know, what percent of b- British people use this much petrol kind of thing. Like yeah. they were not questions like, like uh, that. What? That was an awful question, but they, there'll be these questions. You have a dry erase board and marker mm-hmm. and you write in like your, um, like your lowest percentage and your highest percentage of what you think. And mm-hmm. then you put the range, you write the range between your two percentages down. Yeah. And then if you get within that range, you're going to get a point. But if you, if you have the closest range, like the smallest range, you're going to get more points. Yeah. Like a, a better example would be like one of them, I think was like in the Czech Republic, how many beers on average does the average Czech person adult drink, drink in a week? For a week. Yeah. That's and a much, like, that was oh, definitely man. one of the questions. And then you're thinking, you're, and, and then at the bottom of it, it'll say like, hint, yeah. it's a lot or yeah. something. And you're like, okay. And it'll and be yeah. as of, and it'll tell you as of 2019, I think when the yeah. game came out or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, exactly. You put down your little, uh, you're like, okay, so you're guessing you're like, I don't know, between 10 and 12. And then you put that. So your low end is your 10 and your high end is 12. Your range is two. And your range is two. You've got, yeah. And if you were correct that it's somewhere in between 10 and 12 and you had the lowest range, 10 to, maybe somebody else did 9 to 12 or yeah. 10 to 13, then you would have the smallest range and you get the most points. Yeah. So I think if you get, if you, if you got it within your range, you got one point. If you had the smallest range, you got three points. Yeah. And then they had three little things at the bottom. So like for, you could choose, like, I have no idea, but Rob is really good at this topic. I think he's going to get it. So I'm just going to copy his answer. Right. You can and just check the copy box. And you can do that once per game. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I copied Rob. And, and then like, if he gets three points, you get three, you points. Get three points. Yeah, and it was a fun little There's another one where you could like swap. So like, ah, oh, you know what? Rob's winning. And I think he knows this answer. I don't think Kurt really knows this one. I'm going to swap those two. Yep. So then Kurt's going to get Rob's winning answer and get more points. Yeah. And Rob wouldn't get points. So they had kind of fun, fun things like it. that. And, and then after that, we finished off the game with a classic game yeah. of Men at Work. So much fun. And oh my goodness, that game is always great. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone I'm sure has heard of Men at Work. Men at Work, it's like the greatest. Dexterity. Dexterity game out there. It's so, so good. And we then, yeah, we shut down the convention. We went right to the end. Like midnight. We closed and we went back to the hotel and we all just passed out. And yeah, that was the end of day one. So we're going to head on over to day two. at day two of our shucks weekend and saturday ap- morning yeah after we went for quick breakfast we got to the convention center right from right for where it opened so eight we were o'clock right, yeah right, eight o'clock and we were ready to go we and we went beelined, back and <laughs> got our same table yeah we went and got our table because we liked it <laughs> it's funny yeah we're just creatures of habit yep um and we yeah we secured our table and then we got out get on board yeah i was super excited to play this one because i it's the um it's the english version of 
I believe it. Uh, let's of make let's a bus miss route. It. Yeah, let's yeah. make a bus route. And so this one is like New York and London. But I, I remember seeing Let's Make a Bus Route and hearing so many good things about it and always wanting to play it. And so getting to play this one was great. Yeah, and it was... Um... Yeah, I didn't get to play play it. I kind of just watched you guys play. Yeah, we were going to play as a team, but I kind of just... It was not one that really... I liked what I was seeing of it, and you seemed to really enjoy it. I really had a good time with it. Yeah. So that was the first game. And then we kind of split off. um, And the other other guys, they did um, uh, Glory to Rome. Is that what they were playing? No, not... Oh, yeah, they did, actually. They did Glory to Rome. Glory to Rome, like this grail game that's out there that's, you know, like... There's just not copies of this game available. Kurt had wanted to play that for quite a he's while, really, I he's think. He's wanted to play forever. Yeah. And he found it in the library and um, the four of them played it. Yeah. And then we played, or no, the five of them played it. Yeah. I think. Either way. and They then we, all played that. Yeah, we didn't get to play that. But we played um, a grail game for you. Yes, a game I'd wanted <laughs> to play for a long time. I'd heard really good things about it and just never got to. I don't know why. And that's War Chest. Yeah. From uh, Alderac, AEG. Um, well, I would like to do a review on that one. Yeah, I think War Chest awesome. was so 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 good. Um, it was one of the best two player games I've played in a long time. Oh, yeah. And what it is, is you have um, it's like a bag building area control game. Yeah, kind so of. there's a board in front of you with um, certain spots that are up for grabs, like kind of like on a, a control, it was, like, it was a battle, yeah. Um, you know, um, battleground, battleground sort of. And there's like these, uh, different little areas f- up for control and these, all these different hexes. And each player has six control tokens. Yes. And you're trying to, the whole point of the game is just to be the first to use all your control tokens, which means you've taken control of the battlefield and you once, won. once that's done game over. Yeah. Period. And you draw out, um, your kind of starting, um, type of, uh, units, at yep. random. So like you have four different types of units you're going to use. Um, your bag is going to be filled with two of each. And then in front of you, there's also going to be an additional two of each that are available for you to add to your bag. Yeah. And you can have four different cards. So four different types. Yeah. Yeah. Four different types of units. Yeah. That you have. So like I had a, like a crossbowman, some swordsman, pikeman, and something else. And ho- uh, some sort of horse rider. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you have two... Uh, chi- uh, chips basically per unit in your bag to begin with and you pull them out you pull three at a time and y- your whole point is to use those chips however you want you can either place them onto the board in a, into an area that you control or you can spend them to uh, add an additional type of unit like that same matching unit to your bag so i could just burn one of my sword and units recruit. this turn and recruit one mm-hmm. from the supply into my bag. You could burn a burn a t- uh, chip and and bolster a unit you already have on. So mm-hmm. like add another unit. So you can make it basically twice as strong. Yeah. Um, and just various little things, but you're just and you can only ever have one of your each one type, type of unit yeah. on the board at any time. And it's so interesting because you never know what you're going to pull. You're only pulling out three chips yeah. per turn. Oh, and it's like, so oh man. Good. And it's each, <laughs> each one just has its own special rules and how it works. And in the war chest itself, like in the game, there's like, I want to say there's like 20 different yeah, there's lots. Um, units you can have available and you only get four at random Yeah. Um, to, to play the game every time you play it. So every time you play it, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. And every time a unit gets killed, it's off the board. It's, it's out of no the game. no longer available to you. Yeah. So 
Oh, it's just, it's a cool so Your tactical... bag shrinks and grows as you oh, recruit so and good. lose. And then at one point, you can't grow your bag anymore because you have nothing left. And it just yeah. keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And I haven't been able to find a copy of War Chest anywhere forever. Yeah. So I'm hoping to talk to AEG about us getting... Getting uh, a copy because that would be... War Chest because I really want to yeah. do a review of that. But yeah, War Chest finally ticked that off the uh, the bucket list. And after War Chest, what did we do? We went and demoed a game, actually. We demoed a game uh, called Fit to Print. Right. From yes. Flat Out Games. Yeah, from Flat Out. That's right. Yeah. This was a cool one. Yeah. Uh, we were just standing there and they were going to do a, a demo. So we got in on the their latest demo. And um, yeah, it, the theme like of Woodland it, Creatures. Yeah, Woodland Creatures. <laughs> Writing a newspaper. Running uh, Repeating newspapers. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you're, you're, what you're doing is it's a polyamino game basically at its core. Um, although these, these aren't polyamino, like it's not Tetris shapes. You only have like squares and rectangles to use. Yeah. And they all have various types. There was like articles, photos, um, I ads. don't know what else there is. Ads. These different things that you find in newspapers that. And they had like positive articles negative like sad articles right yeah. so they had little happy faces and little sad faces on them mm -hmm. and you had to balance that out and the whole thing was yeah. that all these things get laid down all these all these bits are laid down face down onto the table and you have you have like a two minutes or something to grab them and put them onto your little desk you have like an actual desk yes that you put these things on like a cardboard desk and you have to see whether or not that's something you think you want to use or not or put it back face up yeah and you're constantly just grabbing I, I did it totally wrong when I, not totally wrong. I, I forgot that you could look at them and then put them back. Oh. So I just was grabbing like pieces because you only have two minutes and you have to guess at, at what you think you can fill up your, your front page with. Yeah, so because... I was just looking and like, hey, I think that'll fit. I think that'll fit. I think that'll fit. And I was totally blind drawing everything. <laughs> and then, yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, we should explain that the, your player board is just an empty newspaper. It's a gridded headline, newspaper. Or like a yeah. front page of a newspaper. Yeah. And that you're going to be grabbing all these things to fill out your... After your, your two minutes. After your two minutes, your your uh, your front page of your newspaper. And these all these different things, ads and articles and pictures, have to be arranged in a certain way. So that yep. pictures can't touch pictures and nothing. This can't touch that. And this must be beside this and whatever. And then you get various points for doing that. But you're also, like she said, you're you're just kind of betting on whether or not you have enough to fill your newspaper yeah. because you can't place them onto your newspaper until after the two minutes. Um, and you, yeah, you just don't know. Yeah, and so you, don't you know could if you have the right number of things. You could finish your paper and have like half of it blank. So you could have a bunch of empty squares. Yeah. And at the end, whoever has the largest area of, of empty, empty squares, squares gets negative points. Yeah. And, and like she said, there was happy articles, sad articles that are just have little happy faces and sad faces on. And you have to have like a ratio. An equal ratio. Equal. Like you want them 50-50. Yeah. Because if you have too many of one or too many of the other, you get negative points. Yeah. So it has to be like this balanced newspaper front yeah. page. And it's just, it was awesome. It yeah. was really fun. It was quick. And the first Again. person to finish like putting their tiles out grabs the, the first Kind of like in Galaxy Trucker. Yeah. As soon as you finish, you pull number one. And then the next person to finish pulls number two. Yeah. Go, so on and so forth. And then, because um, whoever finishes first is going to get, I think that's the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker. Depending yeah. on when you add up all the points. So if you're quickest and you need to tie, you're going to yeah. win the tie. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, it was great. Yeah, I, I had really a lot of fun it. with that was one. Was that one going to Kickstarter? I don't know if it was going to Kickstarter or if it was just their next one coming out. Yeah, I don't no. know if it Either was way, going to be a Kickstarter What was it not. called again? That one was called Fit to Print, Fit to print by Flat yeah. Out Games. Yeah, I liked it a lot. That was a fun Me one. Me too. Um, yeah, we'll have to look for that one. I'm not sure exactly what the deal was with that. Um, maybe a Kickstarter or maybe just coming out for Flat Out. Um, and then next? And then up, yeah, after we finished that demo, we went back to our table the where the crew was playing and there was you and I and... Devin. Because the other ones, I think, were still, no, they were still playing. Just you and I and Devin. I thought there was four of us. There was. So it was the three of us. We were just about ready to start. Um, Scott taught us how to play and then and then Kurt joined us. So right. before, right before we started. And that so there were four of us. That we were just going to play is Crash Octopus. Yes. Which was a dexterity, <laughs> silly game, much like Men at Work in, in that you have... Well, the theme of this one is there's this giant octopus in the ocean and you have all these ships. It has like almost a shoelace, kind of like cluster. So you have like a big, a big shoelace. And that's like the, that's the playing area is inside the shoelace. And, um, yeah, you put out this octopus head and his tentacles sticking out of the, out of the water. And there's all these bits and pieces and you're trying to, you're trying to, uh, load one of all these different items onto your boat. There's a person, a brick, uh, yeah, what, all these different things. It's really neat how they did it because the table is like the surface of the ocean. Yeah. So they've got just like this. Um, it's just a half. This ball. half sphere, yeah. which is like the octopus head, yeah. and then they've got like partial of these tentacles that are just the tips of the tentacles that you kind of arrange mm-hmm. on the bo- uh, on the on the table and. And what you're trying to do is is you are trying to load because then you take a whole mitt full of all these pieces each of you has a ship load, you drop it into the board and there's just bits all over the place yeah and you're trying to load those on your ship and in order to do that you have to flick whatever it is you're wanting with this little flag flag it's like <laughs> a almost like a lollipop stick with the end with a hard pl- triangle flag yeah. flag on the end of it you have to use that to flick the thing you want towards your boat and if you can hit it off your boat you can then load it onto your boat. But you can't you can't flick an item that is the item that's closest to your boat. Right. So if you really that's need, the, you know, that person that's in the water there, but it's the closest. You got to flick something else closer boat, first. You have to flick from somewhere else, something else. <laughs> really hilarious. Um, and you, as you load things onto your boat, it's got this timer going down the, the side of the shoelace. Yes. And every time you go you past a little crab. Black, yeah. You move a crab along this. Like, these little uh, beads. These They're like. Beads. Yeah. yeah. So you have blue, pink beads and, uh, and black and black or blue and black. I don't remember. Whatever it is. And you, as soon as you go, every time you go past a black bead, that means that kind of like this chaos things happened and you have this dice that you drop and you have to bang it off the head of the octopus octopus. And then whatever it, that dice it'll either, it, roll, it'll land, uh, cause it's a black die and it has, it's just plain black. And then some of the faces have a pink circle on it. Mm-hmm. And so if it lands on, um, on a pink circle, you have to move the octopus head right Beside to touch the die. die. Yeah. And if it's if it lands just on the black face, then you can move one of the tentacles. Yes. And the funny thing about it is like if so if, if I bang the dice off the top of this octopus's head and it rolls anywhere near like one of the boats, then you have to move the octopus head over towards like and so it's touching that die. And then the next person gets to take the die. And you can try to use that die to bang it off the octopus head and then knock all the stuff yeah. off the, your opponent's boats. And it's really <laughs> yeah. funny. So it that was a great, great game. It is now it's, I think it might even be like tied with me for, 
uh, men at work for oh, really? dexterity. Like it's right up there. It's for very me. good. But it was it was so good. So that was um, Crash, Crash Octopus. Octopus, and then I think we went and got lunch again. Yeah. At uh, Chronic, Chronic Taco, Taco again. <laughs> down the street, which is great. Yeah. Then when we got back, you, me, and Chris Cadu, we you, played. Chris Cadu and I. Nope. You, me, and Chris Cadu. <laughs> um, I should have said me, you, and Chris Cadu. That's what I was trying to go for to make it rhyme. Um, we played Iwari. <laughs> me, you, and Chris Cadu. Yeah. It's like a movie, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we played Iwari from Thundergriff. Yeah, that was, so, yeah, so the three of us were sitting there like, what should we play? What are we thinking? He's like, I'll just go grab something. And he just yeah, ran off. He was really he, good at that. Yeah. He would go, you want to play something? Yeah, sure. He'd go grab it and then bring it back. And he's really quick at learning rules. Oh, I got to say, he's, he's very good at that. very smart. And he came back and he just, he had this one called the Wari uh, from uh, Thundergriff. Yes. Yeah, Thundergriff Games. And it's one I'd seen the artwork for, but knew nothing about. And it was a lot of fun. It was, um... Kind of an area control before there was area, like it, yeah, it was you were kind like... of seeding out um, civilization into this kind yeah. of like empty land yeah. where you're putting up these tents and you're building totems and and you're it's all through through card draw yes. and card play and there's a tableau of cards that you can either pull from or play from and various yeah, things. Very and interesting game. It was a good one. I did like it a lot. Uh, me I, too. I'd never. I remember seeing the art. Like the box, but I'd never knew anything about it. I don't it think was... I had ever even seen the box art for that. Like I, I had no idea about that game, so I was very pleasantly uh, surprised. Yeah, it was, with it that was one. a fun one. I liked that one a lot. And uh, yeah, Chris, uh, uh, Chris could do that. He taught it all. He taught knew it. How to play. And we played it. And <laughs> that was good. I liked it. And then I think it was for the next like two, three games. There's just the three of us, and we kept doing the same yeah. thing. He's like, "Okay, I'll get go get something else," and he runs off. Yeah. <laughs> he comes back, and the next one he comes back with was the uh, one of the newest, I believe. Uh, Reiner Knizia game San Francisco yeah and this one comes from Rebel Studio and he's like oh because he's a massive Reiner Knizia yeah. fan and he's like oh this is one of his that I've wanted to play and I didn't know because usually I guess Knizia games for him is just like an automatic buy yeah. and he's like I, he's, he'd heard uh, mixed reviews of this yeah. one and he's like oh, so I'm glad I get to play this now and so we can kind yeah. of judge it and we went through and this one was a neat one it um, yeah. which I mean coming from Knizia, they always are, you know, good yeah. fundamentally. Like they're all good games. It's whether or not they're great games. Um, and this one was, uh, was interesting. I really liked what they were trying to do. So you're, you're, you're kind of building out neighborhoods of San Francisco. Yeah. And you, your player board is a five by five, uh, grid, um, of which it's kind of like Santa Monica. Yeah. Um, where, it's broken you, into sections of... Yeah, so, like, closest to you is, like... The um, grass. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, yeah, the kind of almost, the, almost like the... Like, not the forest, but, like, it was kind of, like, the... It was a green space area, Green almost. space. And then you would go to, like, the kind of the city street, and then... Like, more um, industrial, almost. Yeah, and then you'd make your way to the, the beach. Oh, yeah. And then you're, what you're doing is just playing, basically, uh, picking a card or playing a card kind of thing down. And then all these cards do various things for you. And there were some clunky things in there about where there was a few rounds where like I was unable to do anything. And I remember like I was just like putting cards down for you guys to choose from. We all did. Yeah. No, no. But like. Yeah. Particularly, I think there's three or four rounds where I was like, well, I can't do anything. So or maybe you just complained the most about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. I liked it, but I feel like there was parts that it just 
could have used a bit more. Like there were some things where I feel like they went like a, a long way to accomplish something where it's just like a whole bunch of things moving yeah. to accomplish something that might maybe you could have deleted half that stuff to maybe accomplish the same thing yeah regardless it was a fun one but yeah you're laying them out and then you're putting up like the little your little trolley cars that you're trying to make routes yeah. with and so yeah like, I, I definitely liked what they were doing just some yeah. of the parts of it were just like uh clunky we could yes. probably refine this and and uh, and make it better but yep. it was a good one i liked it um and then we moved on from there and he went and grabbed another one <laughs> right yes and that was uh, Cinque Terre, The Five Villages. And this one comes from uh, Rio Grande, I believe. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is one I had no idea about. No. And we were learning it. It was a bit of a Again, slow... He, none of us had played it. No. And, so, and this one, the rule book was a little bit yeah, and bigger two, and than the other one. Yeah, and two of Chris's friends came yeah. over to join us play this one. So we're going to play it five. But we um, were going to go see one of the live Events. performance things. Um, and that was, it was, it was happening soon. So we learned how to p- kind of play the game, but then we had to bow out yeah. um, to go uh, get watch in line. The, yeah, get in line <laughs> for the performance. And um, so Chris ended up playing that game with his other two friends. And when we came back, we chatted with him about yeah. that. But however, we went off to get in line to watch... What was it called? It was called Quinn's Tabletop Courtroom. Sweet Cardboard Justice. Yeah. So this is Quinn's from... Shut uh, Up and Sit Down. Shut Up and Sit Down. And he was... <laughs> first off, it was cool. We were first in line. Yeah. So we were first in line and we were first in the door and we got to sit right front row for this uh, gong show that we were about to oh witness. Oh my goodness. And um, so Quinn's was acting like a judge. Yes. And on, <laughs> he had... On either side of him, he had Pip and he had... Tom. Tom and they were going to be the um, lawyers. Yes. The lawyers that were going to be given out to the various people of the audiences. So what he was doing was having anyone could come up and we did about five different ones, but anyone could come up. Anyone that wanted had like a board game beef. Yeah. With some sort of board gaming beef uh, could come up here and plead their case. And usually it was like, say, a husband and wife. Yeah. Or two friends that were gaming that disagreed on something. And they yeah. would come up and they would, one of them would plead one thing and one of them would plead another. Yeah. And the crowd would cheer and boo at them and whatever. Yeah. And then Quinn's would assign one, either Pip or Tom, to yeah. argue on behalf of these, these people. <laughs> and then they, it was just absolutely and then hysterical. partway through... He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Are there any lawyers in the room? Yeah, and there right. was a, there's a lawyer in there, Ethan. Ethan, the lawyer, is sitting like and, three or four rows back. He yeah. gets up, joins him on the stage, and he was there for the rest of the thing. Yeah, keeping Quinn's straight, giving them legal terms. Yeah, and, like, he was passing him notes, like yeah. and and keeping everything. Like it was really hilarious. It like, was I really couldn't good. have planned this any better. No, Ethan and Ethan because he he's like so deadpan serious about everything it was really hilarious yeah. just the the comedy aspect it added to it was just hilarious and, fantastic um, well quinn's would be like well what would they say at this point he's like they would say nothing yeah. you would say something you here. being the yeah, <laughs> you, you being, being the, judge. the judge would then do this and <laughs> and then but he was he was brilliant um, yeah he was very good ethan would just dish out all these terms back and then now this person says this and now this person says that and yeah and just really really funny yeah they had um yeah some, some of the, of the arguments of had, uh, the arguments they had like stacking games horizontally versus vertically 
yeah, on your right. on your shelves. Um, one day a couple came up and it was, uh, you know, her husband let a stranger win versus her. So letting a stranger win versus your wife. <laughs> that was game. hilarious. That, yeah, they were at some game so at somebody's house or something. And the, the what it came down to is the husband could have king made his wife yeah. into winning the game. It was down to the three people and he was going to lose. Yeah. But if he did one thing, he his could've... wife would win the next turn. But yeah. if he did the other thing, this other person would win right then and there. Yeah. And he's like, well, I, I had to like defend myself right as best as I could. I wouldn't just let, you know. Right. Because that was maybe the it was thing, the other was the, way. It was the action that if he basically if he just laid down. Then his wife would win. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to just lay yeah. down. Even though he knew he wasn't going to win. He's yeah. like, I'm still going to like. Fight. Fight to yeah. the end. And by doing so, it made this complete stranger win the and whole she game. she was like, but it was a complete stranger. <laughs> yeah, it was a so hilarious it was, it was argument. Um, then they had like expand. There's this one couple of like, we're allowed 365 games to have that yeah, many. They, their reasoning was like, we only have 365 days so we a can year. Play. We can't play more than one a day. Yeah. So, so we, we can only have, have that many. If we yeah. get more, we have to get rid of one. And yeah. so the husband's argument was, well, this is these standalone expansions and expansions. They're all considered one game. And, and she, she was like, no. She was like, no, if the game has its own board and it's a standalone, it's a, it's its it's its own game. It's, it adds to one of the 365. Yeah. So that was, that was fun. Um, yeah, so they just had different ones. The the one that was big contention was the BGG rankings. Yeah. Where it was like, the, the they were arguing that, say, for Twilight Imperium, that Twilight Imperium, should only edition, show up. third yeah. edition, fourth edition, one, either the husband or wife, I don't remember, who was arguing that that is considered one game and yeah. should only have one BGG page and one rating yes. assigned to all of them. Yes. Or the other person was fighting that, no, they should have. They're they're different, right? They're different enough that the fourth edition is considerably better than the third edition. So it should uh, have its yeah. own page. I would rate this rated, game differently than that game. Completely differently. Yeah. And that was a huge <laughs> point of contention in there. It was really really yeah. interesting. There um, was another one I think about like whether you should tear up cards in a right in, in a legacy, legacy games, games. Like should you? Tear what it says destroy this card. Do you do it? And yeah. And uh, that was hilarious. That was really funny. That it was, was great. It was, yeah. That was. A really funny hour. We really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's all on their YouTube channel now. And you'll probably see probably. us sitting uh, front row. At some I believe point, the camera's yeah. pointed directly at us. Probably laughing maniacally. Oh, God. It, it, it was, was so funny. funny. And then, uh, yeah, after that, we went back and they were still playing a game of some sort. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to go grab something because we were going to go for dinner shortly. Um, yep. So we grabbed Lanterns. Yes. From Renegade Games. Um, and we started playing that. Yep. And it was, um, it was cool. It was a neat one. It was a tile laying game. It was beautiful. Yes. It was all about, um, like the lanterns with the actual fire in them that are floating around on the lake, you know, Mm -hmm. just beautiful. And, uh, it was a cool, uh, tiling, just tiling, but it it had cool mechanisms about matching up colors and picking cards and, and then it was really good. And we played that. It only, it only took us about 20 minutes or something to play it. And then we went off for dinner and we went to, um, we went to the. Uh, the brewery. Steamworks. Steamworks down the street for dinner. You, me, Kurt, and Devin. Yeah. For dinner. And then after dinner, we met back up because uh, Scott and Matt had to go meet his, 
other friends other friends member, and anchor family, family something like that yeah so then after dinner we all met back up at uh or no uh scott and matt didn't they no just, they didn't yeah um but Kadoo met us back yes. at uh at shucks for several games of ready set bet to shut down the evening fun from game AEG, holy john declares newest game um and oh my goodness was this game fun yes and so this one you've probably heard a lot about but you basically you can have an app run this game or you can have someone facilitate i think it's more fun with somebody facilitating we tried it with the app ones and i just or not with an app but just with somebody rolling dice on an app and way more fun to have somebody rolling dice for the first game i facilitated i ran uh the board and you guys uh were doing all the betting yeah it's hilarious you're just rolling die and the die represent the movement of the Horses. horses so the, the number number seven is the most common combination of die when you're rolling yeah. two d6s so the number seven every time we roll a seven number seven moves forward yeah even if you roll seven twice in a row it only moves a forward one but then every other horse gets a bonus of some sort the yeah. further you get away from seven so, yeah, so the, the less likely six, you are to get the die rolls the the greater the bonuses yeah so i should say the uh, the, yeah, the six and the eight uh, if you roll a six or an eight, they move ahead one. But if you roll a six or an eight again, uh, back to back, it'll get its bonus of plus one movement. Yeah. And then the further you go out, the bonuses get higher and higher. Plus two, so every plus time three. you roll yeah. doubles of something, if you rolled a, a double 10 or 11, or I should say 11 or 12, it's going to just skyrocket down, yeah. the, down the thing. Um, and it's really funny. And while that person is rolling the dice, uh, everybody else is making bets because you have like two, three, three, four, five. And so it's going to be chips, multi- that you chips with. with those numbers that you're going to like multiply with what's on the board. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you think seven's going to win, you're going to put like your highest one on the first place, but you're also betting for like second and third and, yeah. and, and all then some over. Of the, some of the bets that you're making have risk oh yeah you can lose money right and they have then they have other little random cards that are going to come up on the top of the board that you can bet on as well and there are going to be other ones coming out at the bottom you can bet on Mm -hmm. you're going to get different like after the second or after the first round you're going to get in these like individual player cards like other things you're going to be trying to get and it's just kind of chaos because you're like what do i do am i gonna put oh you put it there i was just gonna put it that's the other thing is you can only put one chip per spot so like if i take that uh, that I bet number seven's going to win and I put it on this certain one. It's like, that's no that's one it. else can place it there. Yeah. It was awesome. So we played s- several games of that. Very good way to end the night. Playing, and I had just as much fun running the board oh, for versus sure. playing the board. Yeah. Um, um, oh, what else? Throughout the day, we missed a couple of things. Oh, okay. Um, we actually met with uh, Benji from Osprey Games. Yes, yes. We'd signed up to... We'd spoken with Osprey prior to the convention about... Um, meeting with them at a certain time and we met with them i think at noon on saturday and we met with benji that's right to talk about just things about our podcast and you know maybe working with osprey and various things and he was telling us giving us pointers on things we can yeah uh, super nice guy benji osprey was fantastic um and yeah we talked with him for half hour or so about this and that and various things that was a great experience because we love osprey games and we signed up there when we were chatting with him we signed up for a demo for village rails for the next village rails that's right for sunday which we'll talk about on the next speaking of sunday we're going to talk about sunday right after this Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay and play library with over 500 games, 
Yummy Eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty, here we are at day three of our Shucks weekend, and we started off day three, so we left the hotel, checked out, um, packed most of our stuff away into the truck, and then we went and got grabbed quick breakfast, and back to the convention, and we instantly went and started playing a game that the others had played yesterday on the on the Saturday. Yes. Uh, that we didn't get involved in, but it was so good and they wanted us to play it so bad that we started playing. Um, oh, man. And we both love this theme. Yeah. So I was very excited to play this game. Yeah. This game is the Age of Atlantis from Eldorado Games. Yes. And this is one that Matt um, brought and he had kickstarted it. And yeah. brought it along. Um, and it was yeah, an extremely cool game. Oh, man. Um, Very cool. Yeah, it's it's a, yeah, uh, what do you want to call it? A Greek, Roman. Uh, well, it's Atlantis. So it's like the age of Atlantis. Like that, it's, yeah. it's basically Atlantis while they're building up their technologies. So yes. they're building technologies. They're fighting off like the Greeks and, and things like that. Yeah. Trying that are coming, trying to come and take over. Um, and each, each player is like a different, a different faction. They have, there are mechs in the game. Yeah. So like visually the game kind of looks sort of like Scythe. Yes. In a, in a way. Sort of. Or the, the board is a circle. Yes. Um, and it, it kind of actually, it's, it's kind of like, um, it's like Castle Panic. Yeah, that's um, right. The game that our boys play a lot of and where yeah, the board is is circle and you kind of are rolling every round to see uh different like invading hordes yeah, are coming they're creeping up. They're, they're creeping there are different in, levels right? that they're creeping the in. Yeah. Exactly, up the different levels of the circle. And that's what this is. It's kind of like that game mixed with scythe really in a in visually like it just has the scythe that has mechs and it's just gorgeous. Oh um, yeah artwork and everything but it has that castle panic feel to it where you're we're not working together like in castle no. panic i think you're working together yeah where this we're kind of we are working together like symbiotic you have to like work together to fight off the bad guys yeah. but you're still trying to it's build up your faction yeah you're trying to do your thing but in in helping others you it benefits you yes generally speaking um, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe yeah. it doesn't. There's certain parts where it might not benefit you to help them, and you just let it happen, and they get overrun, and yeah. they, they lose, they lose buildings, and they lose various things. But it's really cool. You you each have your own asymmetric little ability, yep. kind of. You're very similar overall. Yes. But then your yeah your mechs generally do different things, yeah. and then you do have like a single row of your player board that has asymmetrical powers that you only your faction can do. Yeah. And yeah, you're building out buildings and you're using those buildings to getting to, resources to, yeah, to claim resources and, and use those resources to your benefit. And, and uh, the cool tech. thing with this is your not just the, uh, 
one of the cool things yeah. with this is how they use the die. So you have your your dice on your side, and they represent your workers. Yeah. And then your workers, depending on what face of the side is up, is kind of how many actions you can yeah. use them for and where you can do them. They remind me of those happy and sad masks. That's basically what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the, yeah, the dramatic happy and, and sad masks. And if it's on the happy side, you know that you can... Um, you still have actions kind have of that action you can you use can if do. you want to. You could to. spin it down and you could put it down to the sad face, but then you you to do an action. But if you had like two happy faces, you can spin it down to twice. Tw- twice before you're you're running out. But every time you place one out, you get a free action. Yeah. And then if you want to spin it down from wherever it is, you can get another action. But if you get it down to the sad face, basically at the end it's of every exhausting. round, it's, it's really bad for you. Yeah. Overall, like as long or you can do it a little bit, but you have you'll to lose morale that. or something like that. I think. Yeah. yeah. And then you you're, you can upgrade those workers to um, get Atlanteans. swords, and then they can go out past the city walls and do things from yeah. the outside. And oh, it's really really good. Very cool game. And you go through three different ages, and depending on what happens in each round, dictates whether or not you're going to stay in the same age for the next round, or you're going to move on to the next one. And yeah. once you've completed those three ages, it's just most points wins. Yeah. But oh, it's so so good. So and we good. the game is not available, so it's it's. Um, El Dorado Games, uh, I think, got uh, bashed pretty hard during the pandemic. Oh. Um, not bashed, but I mean, like, they got, they went Hit on hard. hard times. Yeah. And they, they delivered their, this Kickstarter, but I think that took a lot a out of them. And yeah. I don't even know if they're still operating properly or, you know, I don't know oh. what the deal is. But it sounds like the, it took their company for a bit of a ride, the whole pandemic. And this game is just what what's out there is what's out there. Like there's nothing retail. Yeah. There's not. It's just the Kickstarter's delivered. That's it. And we were able to find a copy. Oh yeah. As soon as <laughs> soon as we got home, we yeah. were looking. <laughs> I found one on eBay and actually, uh, I think Kurt was looking for us while we were driving home. He was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we did find a copy, and it's on its way here right now as oh, uh, as we're doing yeah. this because this is a game. This is this is a good game. Yeah. Um really good and we're going to be doing a full review of age of atlantis yeah. when that arrives because it is really good Very and good. we've only played it the one time but this one needs to be played a few times yes absolutely uh, before we can really talk talk about it but yeah we we started the morning yeah. playing that game we got about mm, two-thirds of the way through it and then we had scheduled our demo of village demo. rails yeah so we wandered over to the osprey games booth and we demoed Village Rails, which is a small mm, card game. I yeah. guess it's cards. It's train cards. game. Yeah, it's a train game. You're building. You're building train routes, and it's just like a four by four grid, I think. And you're you're building out your routes, and you're um, trying to score different things, and getting different cards to put on top of the routes to make mm-hmm. better scoring um, multipliers. And yeah, it's a fun game. I, like I liked it. it. It was neat. Um, I was horrible. Yeah. It, but it was... <laughs> it's, for, it's play one. You got to play it again. Yeah. I think we're going to have to get our hands on it so I can... Uh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, play it more or uh, better. <laughs> but uh, no, Both it was cool. more and better. Yes. Not more better. More and better. More and better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we so we, we went through there and we played some village rails and then we went back over to our table and uh, finished off our game of Age of Atlantis and it was great oh so good i i will say throughout the throughout the friday saturday sunday we played multiple games of strike as well we did i had never played strike before so 
I played it a lot. I just finally, I don't know finally how got, you to play, never, never got to and, play. And oh my goodness, what a fun game. Strike's great. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what strike is, it's literally just throwing dice. Throwing in a dice bowl at dice. And yeah, trying to be oh, just fun. trying to get pairs and triples yeah. of dice. And it's just hilarious. Just fun. Um, and then, yeah, we finished off Age of Atlantis and then we were kind of done gaming because uh, we, this is about maybe one o'clock or something when we were done there. Yeah. And we had to drive back to Kelowna. Uh, yeah soon at that point but the other guys were still finishing things off or whatever so we went back over to the publisher area and we were walking around yeah and we uh like we said earlier over at the publishing area um there's kind of different sections uh to that area and the one area was actually the rain city games um booth booth which is the huge it was the one retailer yeah that was uh uh one of the sponsors there and they had their big area so we we hadn't bought any games and we just went to look through there to see if there was anything um, of interest. And there was a, f- a couple. One is that we were able to finally find a copy of Undaunted North Africa. Yeah. I I hadn't been able to grab this one. So no. that was super awesome. So we got that. And we got apparently super elusive a promo for... Um, yeah. Well, that's because we talk, when we're talking with Benji. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. like, make sure you go over there and like look through things because there's a promos for Undaunted. Undaunted Normandy. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a, a promo, promo scenario. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we got Undaunted North Africa. Yeah. Uh, which is obviously a hugely popular yeah. game in yes. a hugely popular game series. <laughs> but then we also found a game that I'd been looking for for a long, long time and I'd been trying to order it online and I kept it kept not being uh, Available possible. and stuff. Yeah. Um, and this one is Escape from the aliens in outer space and this comes from osprey games and um uh, yeah actually oh, both osprey, osprey games game. <laughs> i didn't even realize that till mm-hmm. you just said it and yeah so escape from the aliens in outer space is a social deduction type of game okay. so I'll, I'll just read a little blurb off the back here this is what excited me so much about this it says a mysterious alien plague has crept aboard the space station is transforming the human crew into horrendous monsters the remaining crewmen desperately tried to save their lives by escaping from the derelict spaceship but in the darkness the aliens are lurking this is a game of strategy and bluff set on a badly damaged deep space research station each player's identity and position is kept secret you will need to interpret the movements and behaviors of the other players to learn where and what they really are yeah this one is highly oh this one has the sticker on the front the shut up and sit down recommendation on this box and it also has a tom vassal uh, dice tower nice. recommendation on the back of it and it's just yeah ever t- ever since i first heard this game i thought i have to have it it's yeah, just my type of game i hadn't heard about that until you were like oh, i want to get that game yeah and it was oh i can't wait to play it so yeah that uh yeah uh we only bought two games yeah this two great games though. but mind you I'm shucks hoping. isn't a big like selling comic. no you're playing but and, um, yeah yeah it was cool the, the couple games that we bought i'm excited about yeah, so while we were walking around there after we bought the games, we actually were we were watching um, another uh, group playing a, a demo, and we ended up speaking with the designer of the game. Uh, and this game is called Seismic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Jason Blake, he's the designer, publisher, mold maker of the minis. He did, like, everything. Everything, this, top to bottom. This game, the table presence of this game, was extraordinary bonkers yeah it like was crazy it had it had huge minis huge minis 
they were like this game looks like just an epic game it takes up the whole table he did everything himself yeah and his whole purpose he had said in this is he wants this to be the like masterpiece of people's games game collections yes like he wants this to be the big like play game and uh and it was he's he's made an incredible thing where it just yeah it looks crazy and the whole point of it is like the the planet is starting to fall apart and all these different uh groups are trying to build their own rocket to to take off and uh the first person to take off wins but just yeah the minis are just like crazy and uh it looked amazing and this is coming to kickstarter i believe in uh early 2023 i think is what he said but yeah it looked amazing and that was just yeah over in the uh like prototype area and it was really really cool and then what else did we do um then we we kept walking around and we ran into john Declare. right yes we'd been trying to get john to uh meet up with us to run a game of ready set uh, ready set bet and it just didn't uh pan out but then yeah we ran into him over by the uh publisher actually over by the osprey booth yeah or no it was aeg booth they were right beside each other both right they were right yeah close to each other either way yeah we ran into him and chatted with him and that was really cool experience because he is one of our favorite designers out there and um yeah it it was too bad we didn't get to do a ready sit back game with him but uh yeah we we got to meet with him and chat with him for a good 10 minutes or so solid guy yeah he was a great guy um (laughs) and makes great games and then we uh we went on to uh back to the to the crew yeah. And um, they were finishing up their game. They were finishing up their game. And we, uh, that was pretty much it. We had to head out from that point because that point it was getting quite late. We had to be back uh, yeah. to the Okanagan, back to Kelowna, back to reality. And uh, <laughs> back to <life>. we went, <laughs> then we said goodbye to uh, our our chums from the weekend and uh sad farewell yeah and then we went and had lunch again at chronic Chronic taco Taco. (laughs) and we packed up and we headed back to Kelowna, and that was our shucks weekend yeah so three great games of uh three great days of our three great uh, (laughs) days of gaming and uh, our friends and meeting people and yeah um yeah it was great we, we did run into Chris Morris, I think, there a couple times. Yeah, I saw and... Chris Morris a couple times in the hallway. I didn't actually yeah. get to see him in the on the grounds, and but I didn't see anyone yeah. else from Kelowna. It was weird. Although Jim was there. Jim was there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but not he's from, from Kelowna. He's from Penticton, yeah. Um, yeah, so we saw Jim from, from Meeples. Meeples and Milkshakes. Uh, he was down there and chatted with him two or three times. And um, and then, yeah, a few random people we saw um, yeah. that listened to the podcast, uh, chatted with and such. And um, yeah, that was it. So I think that's... Our shucks recap uh, complete. Yeah. And um, fun weekend. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to get playing some more games here this week and we'll, I'm not sure what we're going to review next week, but we'll see. And either way, I think that's the episode. So uh, you can find us on Twitter at Meeple Dungeon, uh, YouTube, The Meeple Dungeon, and our email is themeepledungeon at gmail.com. And I think that's it. So we will head out and we will see you next week. Cheers. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.